Hello everyone, this is Stephen Key, and I want to thank you for watching this video. On my last trip, I was trucking in Uganda to see the silverback gorillas. And during this trip, I talk about how to negotiate a licensing agreement, how to overcome some of the obstacles. Before we get started, I must give you this disclaimer. I'm not a patent attorney. I am not giving legal advice. I'm going to provide you with my opinion on how to negotiate a licensing agreement from a business perspective. So thank you for watching and let's get going. All right, I already told you I'm in Uganda looking at the gorillas having a fantastic time. And during this segment, I'm going to talk about licensing agreements. So I'm going to talk a little bit about negotiating a licensing agreement because it's not easy to do. You're going to need some help. I can guarantee it. Uh, at InventRight, we see more signed licensing agreements than I would say. I'm going to say, I'm going to make a, a big statement here. I think we see more signed licensing agreements than anybody in the world at this point because we've been doing this for so long and we're very good at this. But I'm here to say, it's not the easiest thing to do and it takes a little bit of time it takes experience but whatever you do do not try to do this by yourself do not try to cut a corner do not try to be frugal when you've done all the work and now you've got this licensing agreement because i see so many licensing agreements that were done by or signed or negotiated by the inventor and they regret it later and they come to me and they go steve what did i do and i'm like wow why did you sign that did you have anybody to help you and i hear it all the time no they did it themselves so don't do that so during this video i'm going to talk about what you need to do how to prepare for it and uh, have fun with the negotiations i can tell you this it's going to take longer than you think it's going to take it's going to be more painful than you think it's going to take and you're going to you're, and you're going to want to get out of it as fast as you can it doesn't work that way. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to need someone to help you. And I do believe you're going to need two different type of people to help you. One, with the business terms, right? Because there's going to be a lot of business negotiations that you just need someone that understands the business aspect of a licensing agreement. The other thing you're going to need is probably a licensing attorney at the very end. Uh, don't bring those guys in too early. They'll redline that contract so it's bleeding and you'll never get it signed. So anyway, stay tuned. I'm going to go through all the, st all the important parts of a licensing agreement during this video. <sighs> Let's get going now. People ask me all the time, Steve, I'll give you a call. You give me all this great information. I've been watching your videos, reading your books, and give me a call when I get, you know, what, I'll give you a call when I get the licensing agreement. Oh, geez. You know, I hear that all the time. And I kind of scratch my head. It doesn't start, your negotiations of a licensing agreement it does not start once you have the licensing agreement. It starts way before you get one. <laughs> let, me, let me explain why. There's things that you need to do prior to even receiving a licensing agreement that's gonna give you a little leverage to negotiate a better licensing agreement. And one of the first things is filing a well-written provisional patent application. And most people do not know how to do this. And I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, most patent attorneys or patent agents don't know how to do it either. 
So we have a lot of information on this channel about how to write a well-written provisional patent application. We can even help you ourselves at InventRight. But here's the deal. If it's not done correctly, it doesn't really give you any leverage. Oh, I said it. They're going to look at it and go, okay, so, so what? Big deal. How do we know this is even going to get issued? So that's one thing. It has to be done right. Number two, I would also say understanding some of the manufacturing of your particular idea. If it can be made in such a way that's easy to manufacture, they understand it with no new equipment, it's just going to give you more leverage. The other thing I would say, having a big point of difference, basically have a wow factor. If you can do those things with great marketing material that they can see it, they can understand it, they can share it, it's going to give you more leverage to get a better licensing agreement and timing. Timing has a lot to do with the two. So all these things kind of come together way before you have a licensing agreement and pe most people don't even understand it. They wait to to start negotiating once they get that agreement. At that point, it's too late. I think one of the biggest things you can do when you're getting ready to negotiate a licensing agreement is that number one, you do it yourself and you have someone behind you that's helping you. The reason why the minute you lawyer up, they lawyer up and before you know it, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And like I said earlier, you know, lawyers, jeez, uh, they like, they like problems. They don't like success. They get paid by the problem. So, to me, that's an issue. Now, you don't you do need them at times, but I think you can do a lot of this yourself. OK, that being said, I think you need to have the right attitude. I think it's all comes down to attitude. There's going to be problems. There's going to be obstacles and obstacles and you're going to be tired and they're going to be tired. But if you have the right attitude, and you tell them right up front. Hey, look, I know we can get this done there. I said it. I know we can get this done. You set the tone that no matter what happens, you're on board, you're an asset and you're excited to be working with them. So attitude is extremely important. Okay, we're talking about licensing agreements and I'm, I'm here to say, if you're working with and you've identified an inventor friendly company that has worked with us before, that has signed many, many licensing agreements, it's probably gonna be, your licensing agreements, probably gonna be a little bit more fair, a little bit more balanced because they're working with us, they value us. If you're starting out with a company that's never done a licensing agreement, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be painful. It's gonna take a lot longer. You're gonna have to educate them. You have to be patient. And most likely those deals fall apart because they don't understand it. So finding the right company is extremely important. Okay, so let's get started. One of the first things I see all the time is that these licensing agreements are actually in the inventor's name. It should never be in your name. It should be in some type of business entity. So for me, I like an LLC. If you like some other type of business entity that you're already established or maybe you're going to file, fantastic. Go ahead and do it. But never sign a licensing agreement in your name. Make sure it's some type of business entity and I cannot tell you how many times I see people sign it in their personal, in their name, which is a bad idea. Okay, I think one of the most important things in a licensing agreement is really the grant of license. What are you licensing to that company? 
Now, most typically, typically in licensing agreements, it, you're going to state or they're going to want some type of maybe a patent, maybe a claim, maybe a provisional patent application. That's typically what's done in the grant of licensing. What are you granting them to give you a license to pay you for every item they sell of your invention? Now, I like to look at grant of licenses very differently. I like to do it in such a way that you get paid regardless of any intellectual that ever gets filed. You get paid for as long as they sell that item, regardless of what happens. In fact, I've done some licensing agreements in the grant of license where you get paid if there's no IP forever. So you have to realize that this grant of license is the most important part of a licensing agreement. So you're going to need some help. Okay, the royalty rate. A lot of people think this is the most important part in a licensing agreement. And to me, it's not. In fact, it's just purely math. Um, the typical royalty rate is between three and 5%. I've seen them higher than that. Um, if you have intellectual property that has been filed and issued, maybe a higher royalty rate. Uh, there's a couple other things you can do to negotiate a higher royalty rate. And it's a little tricky. It takes a little bit of time, but you can get it done. But overall, the average is about 5%. Okay, everybody always asks me, Steve, how do I guarantee they're gonna they're gonna keep on selling my product? Maybe they're just gonna license it and sit it on a shelf and never sell one. Well, you're gonna have in your licensing agreement some type of performance clause. And there's all different types of performance clause. I particularly like minimum guarantees. And I like those minimum guarantees because it's tied to sales. They have to hit certain sales in order to, to have a license or exclusivity from you. And if they don't hit that, guess what? You get it back. That's why I love minimum guarantees that are tied to sales. Now, people ask me all the time, how do you negotiate those? Well, I'm here to tell you, companies hate minimum guarantees. In fact, it's like having a gun to their head. They hate it so much. There's some techniques. I can't go into all the details now because I'd have a video just on that but you have to make sure you have some minimum guarantees in there. And sometimes you can scale it up. The first year, they can be a little smaller. Second, maybe a little bigger. Third year, hit them between the eyes. But you have to have a performance clause in there to guarantee you get paid. Okay, this is one clause that really scares a lot of people. And sometimes it even scares me. It's an indemnification. In fact, it's gonna be in your licensing agreement where they're going to indemnify you in any type of manufacturing mistakes. And they're gonna have some type of insurance, product, li product liability insurance in case something goes wrong. There's no way you can be responsible for their manufacturing. So they're going to have you in your licensing agreement, they're going to indemnify you, meaning they're not gonna hold you responsible if something goes wrong during the manufacturing and someone actually has your product and maybe it gets injured. So it's important clause. Now here's the catch here. Here's the thing you're not gonna like in these agreements. You're gonna have to indemnify them for any type of infringement from a third party. That means you stepped on somebody's toes without knowing it and now there's another inventor out there and they get sued. That's a clause that takes a lot of skill to negotiate. Once again, 
I could do a I could do a video just on that clause alone. I see them all the time. We work around them. That's one clause it takes a lot of skill. You're going to need some help. Okay, so Steve, tell us, how do you know that they're paying us the correct amount of royalties? People are always worried about that. They're, somehow they're gonna cheat you. Why would they cheat you? They'll never cheat you. Uh, I don't know, but I, I can tell you this. In your licensing agreement, you're gonna have an audit clause where you can go in probably once a year, you have to pay for it yourself, go in there and you can audit them to make sure they're paying you the correct amount of royalties on items they're going to sell. I've never audited a company in my whole career. I don't really like it. What I do, I get to know the salespeople and I'm st I stay very close to the products that are being sold and the stores that are being sold. I also ask my licensing agreement if they would specify in those royalty, uh, the royalty reports that come back, what stores they sell the product in. Most people don't know to do that. I like to do that. That way I can see what stores I can check them out to make sure they are selling. And I can kind of do an estimate because I know they're selling probably one a week. So I do it myself. When you audit somebody, it's going to cost you money and you're going to pay for it. If there is a discrepancy, right, they will pay for it. Maybe they'll pay a little bit interest in it that they made a mistake. But typically, I don't like audit clauses. I don't think it really builds a solid relationship with the company, but you should have it just in case you need to do it. For me, one of the most important clauses on some of my big ideas are really the improvement clauses. That if who makes an improvement, who owns those improvements, I like it because I know for sure there's gonna be improvements. So I have a strategy where I try to outthink them. I try to file provisional patent applications faster than they do. And I try to own all improvements. That's, and that's not the easiest clause to negotiate because they want to, if they're going to make some improvements, heck, they're going to want to own it. The problem is that they own some of those improvements and you breach or they breach the contract and you get everything back. How can you go forward with some of those improvements? You cannot. That's another area you're going to need some help. Okay, you guys, I did this fairly fast. I didn't go over everything in great detail because it's just too complicated. I think I'm gonna write a book on negotiations sometime in the future and talk about all the ways to overcome all these different obstacles and clauses because what happens when you've done this for so many years, uh, you, you begin to have a strategy of how to negotiate through all the difficult clauses. And that's why it's very important to have someone that has experience at this because it's not easy to do. And these clauses with issues are going to come up in every contract and you're going to have to have the skill to, or find someone that knows how to get around those issues. They're going to come up. I tell you, they come up all the time. You never know what's important to a company. They all have different things that are important to them. So you just have to realize it's going to take long. You need to listen. Don't respond. You're going to get a boilerplate licensing agreement. I can guarantee it's going to be awful. Don't flip out. Don't go nuts. Just get it make sure here's the big conclusion here don't do it by yourself find someone that can do it that can help you do it 
this is probably the most important time in this whole process. You worked extremely hard. Now it's the time to cut the right deal. So make sure you find the right people to help you. And maybe it's us, maybe it's somebody else. I don't care, but you're going to need some help. Okay, wow, what a trip. I'm in Uganda, I saw the, the gorillas with my wife, beautiful wife Janice. I'm a little tired as you can tell, but everybody was spectacular. The guides, they took care of us, it was safe, but the gorillas were magnificent. Mm -hmm.